here we go. Vegas Fever Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded. Paula's over here. Okay. Here she is. Uh, so a few things have gone on in the last couple of weeks. I guess I've been looking for that major story, which is probably going to happen tomorrow because we're recording today. That's just the way it works. A um, few minor things to get to. Uh, and then we're going to do the winner of the giveaway that we've been doing for our teacher friend uh, out there in Vegas. So we'll do that as well. I guess the most recent thing that happened was uh, Keegan Colsar um, resigns with Vegas three years, $1.4 million a year. I think that's too much money. Um it comes out to like four point two something million over the How course much are of they the deal. Reeves? Um, I think Reeves was in that three to five million range, I believe. Um, I don't, I don't know the exact figure, but at least I got a draft pick when they traded him. That that that's that's my you know kind of shining light is at least I got got something for that guy. But uh, Keegan Colsar, one point four million, I guess. A lot of people, from what I'm reading, were thinking maybe one to one point two, so that's a couple hundred thousand too much. And when you're playing, you know, with the salary cap, you're kind of up against it. I think that it matters that much more. The only thing that's left for the Knights in terms of uh, restricted free agents, if I'm not mistaken, is the two Nicks, Nick Wah, <laughs> and Nick Hague, and Jake Lecision. Um, and I think. Some Vegas fans have kind of this theory that we're going to be able to like sign someone else too. And I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, the salary cap is very difficult to understand. But with the Knights taking on that Shea Weber contract into, you know, LTIR, they do have uh, a little bit of money to work with. And I think after they sign who they have to sign, who's already on the team, the two Knicks and Jake Lecision, I think that they're really not going to be able to do anything unless they make a trade. And I'm really sick of this team making trades because when they oftentimes, when they make a trade, it's either a, they don't get anything back right. or they're just throwing, they're, they're, they're throwing shit away. And I'm kind of sick of it. I'm, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm really sick of Kelly McCrimmon because he just he just makes these deals that are really all in and wonderful, but then we end up paying for it later. And I'm kind of sick of that. Like I like Alex Petrangelo and I liked Max Petra and I like Mark Stone and I you know what I mean? I mean but man, man oh man, like Jack I, I like Jack Eichel. I'm really sick of playing this game. Like it's been a three year plus game, and I'm sick of it. And you know, in, in, in various groups and, 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 and fan platforms that I've seen, everyone is just trying to figure out, well, how can we do this and how can we do that? We don't have to do that. We didn't have to figure out how we're going to stay on the right side of the salary cap. We, we could have just been like every other NHL team and been like, here's the budget. It's like me and you and everybody else out there, right? Everybody's got a budget. Okay, look, Mr. McCrimmon, this is your budget. 82 and a half fucking million dollars a year. 
82 and a half. And it's going to go up in a couple of years after all this COVID. We get all through all the COVID stuff. The salary cap will go up, the ceiling. But look, dude, you have this much money. Why can't you spend that and be okay with it? And why don't you spend a little less so you have something that you could do, A, at the trade deadline or just any time throughout the year, offseason? They don't have that luxury. They're going to come back with the same team, exactly the same team in Max Pacioretty, minus Max Pacioretty. Which is sad. It's great if they stay healthy. When Max wasn't really healthy last he, he year, was, he was last not, season. He was not. When this team starts to get injured, here we go again. Because they have a couple of guys, um, you know, in the AHL that may be ready and maybe not. Will they get traded before they're even able? Who knows? Because if the Golden Knights like something, they'll just they'll throw the young guys into the deal prospects in return. And you don't have a ton of NHL experience in the AHL right now. So when, you know, there is an opportunity for some of these guys. So what I mean by that, when I said NHL in the AHL, Mm -hmm. some guys have played in the NHL extensively minor, you know, a little, a lot. The the Knights don't really have, like, I mean, they've got guys that are really good because Henderson has been good. Yeah. But I don't know if they're ready. And if you're going to figure it out, you're going to figure it out now. You're not going to figure it out later. It's a dangerous game to even have to play this, so. It's extremely irritating. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it, it's been a big, big topic on our show. Um. But uh, Keegan Colsar, $1.4 million for the next three years. They have a couple more guys to sign, um, obviously. And there's a little bit more fallout, uh, something else to get to, from, from the Max Pacioretty trade to Carolina. And um, Dylan Coughlin went to him for future considerations. Future considerations will live in infamy in Vegas because that means that's what Carolina gave Vegas in return, which means that it's, it's, it's another term for absolutely nothing, but, but they used it and it's become a sticking point to a lot of the fan base because what is future considerations? Nothing. And it's been like, why don't you just say nothing? But it's, it's a joke. And we'll get to that in a little bit about maybe what Carolina did to Vegas purposely. Um, in that deal, Max Petrotti went on the Raw Knuckles podcast. It's hosted by Chris Nealon and Tim Stapleton, and he talked about his time with Vegas. And while, in his words, it was not bad by any means, um, the newest member of the Carolina Hurricanes expressed the lack of accountability that he noticed in the team, and he believed it was a big reason why they struggled last year. This is a quote from Max's mouth directly. When I first got to Vegas, it was weird. There was that no account. There was like no accountability, he said. And I'm not talking about in the team. I'm talking about ever with anyone in the organization. You could feel pressure coming from from everybody else. Um, or he says you couldn't feel pressure. Sorry, coming 
from anyone else, from coaches to management. Pacioretty continues, I mentioned at the end of the year that no one is really holding us accountable. If we had a bad year like this in Montreal, the city would be half on fire. Here in Vegas, it's 80 degrees, and I think he was being nice with that 80 degrees. It's sunny. We're getting our car washed. We're getting our organic food, and we're going to play golf. I was kind of like, we've got to police this thing a little better amongst each other. I don't want to say it was a country club, but you have no one from the outside holding you accountable. So what I gather... I mean, what does he want the town to come at him with pitchforks? I'm confused. It's not so much <laughs> about that everybody's playing golf and getting their car wash and getting getting the, their organic food. The point is, is that when you have a bad year, somebody's head should roll. There should be a little bit more like, hey, let's, what are we doing wrong? Not like, oh, okay, well, that was a great year. We're going to, we're going to go play golf now. That That's, that's his take on it right and i think that where he came from he played in montreal for a long time and he was our captain for three four seasons and they had a bad year he heard about it he heard about it at home he heard about it on the streets he heard well, about I it think at it's the supermarket a little different. i think the circumstances are different um this is vegas's first team right first professional team first nhl team i think people are just a happy they're here and B, because of their great first season, maybe people let things slide. In other words, maybe Vegas fans are just happy to be around. Maybe Vegas fans are just happy to have a team. Right. And you know what? I mean, I understand where he's coming from with accountability. Yeah. But. I mean, last year was the first year that the team didn't make the playoffs. And it's just, he's basically saying there's no change no from making it worse right which is it's just maybe what needs to change is um upper management not the coach not the players but what's consistent in all this in my opinion now is you've changed coaches now three times you've gotten rid of star players like patcheretti flurry okay all these other people have come and gone yet they're still not winning so what is the common denominator that is George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon? And Bill Foley, and I'll throw him in there. I know he's the owner of the team. Well, that's Mr. not going to change. No, not right this moment, but the man is getting up there in age, and I think that's a topic of a different conversation. Yeah, I don't even... Bill Foley has the ability to get rid of A, Kelly McCrimmon, and 1A, George McPhee. You're going McPhee. off on a whole other tangent that's... There was a question before Bruce Cassidy came in, before they got rid of um, Pete DeBoer. There was a question. There was a, a, a little bit of a gray area, in my opinion, from the fan base and from the media. Nobody really knew if Kelly McCrimmon was going to come back until there was a little bit of a there was a little press conference, you know, at the end of the season, right after saying, "Okay, yeah, you know, you know, Bill Foley's like Kelly will be back." You know, for a few days there, people were like. Is he going to be back? Should he be back? I think based off of the talent that he's acquired, yes. But based off of the game that we're playing, because of that talent with the salary cap, 
He's acquired talent, but it hasn't amounted to anything. So I, I disagree to, with you. I mean, at a price, it's it, it's costed a lot of prospects. It's you know costed Vegas, um, you know, playing, being in salary cap hell. Um, look, there's no doubt. You get Stone, Pacioretty, Petrangelo, Leonard was a good get at the time. Eichel, man, I mean. There are franchises that get one of those guys like every 10 years. You know what I mean? Right. And, and Vegas and is getting them just... every year. And, and if they don't, if they stay mostly healthy this year and they're not in the playoffs, got to look at that. Someone's got to look at this and say, can we please maybe make a change? Um, and not back to George McPhee. I think that maybe a new voice in the room over the voice in the room might be um, what could be heading for the Golden Knights if they continue to play this way. Um, because the fans have gotten used to the playoffs, and whether that's right or wrong, that's the expectation set by the team, set by the organization. So they, in my mind, with a healthy roster, you know, 75 80% of the time, they can make the playoffs. They were not healthy last year. It was a revolving door of injuries. It was a room. They could have had a separate room, another locker room full of them. Mm -hmm. They were not in good shape and they almost still made the playoffs. So if you have a little bit less of that, you can do a little bit more and make the playoffs. And once you're in, anything can happen. We've seen that many, many times. Um, to kind of piggyback what we just talked about, uh, Alan Walsh, who is Max Pacioretty's agent. You may recognize that name because he's also Marc-Andre Fleury's agent. Um had some interesting comments uh, and he has a podcast, the agent uh, provocateur podcast. Um, he explained why Carolina made the specific moves that they did quote. There were several other GMs around the league that mentioned to me that they thought the way the trade was structured was intentional on Carolina's part that there was a little bit of a message being delivered, said Walsh. He continued, could Vegas have gotten a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick? Sixth round pick? Sure. Carolina intentionally said, no, we'll do this, but we're going to make it future considerations because it embarrassed Vegas to have that done to them. Instead of giving them a pick, they gave them an embarrassing term that means nothing. Zip, bupkis, squat. And I don't like Alan Walsh. I think he's an asshole. And I don't care if he I don't care if he's never gonna hear this. What he did with that picture he tweeted with the stabbing of the sword was ill-timed. Poor taste, because this is a body of work by this man. He decided during a playoff run to disrupt a locker room. And I don't care what anybody says. They made the locker room. And everybody could say it didn't. Can't fool me or anybody else. But what, what does this have to do with anything? This man has an angle. He doesn't like Vegas. He basically told Mark... I don't blame he, him for what they, they did to his clients, so... I guess I can't either. Yes. Yes. I don't know what your point is. A situation starter and a shit starter. Over a year ago, 
he has many clients. What happens if Vegas approaches one of those clients? I don't know. It, it seems to me that Alan Walsh would be in the middle saying, you don't want to go there. Do you, though? Do you not? I'm sorry. If I'm I a don't. player, no. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, I don't know. What are you, what are you saying then? Because it's truth a conflict of interest, is it not? In some way, shape, or form. It is, right? Your client, if your client wants to go to Vegas for whatever reason, he is not, it's not his decision to stand in the way. He needs to say, okay, Billy, okay, Bob, I'll make that happen for you. Away, but is it not his job to provide the best opportunity for his it, client? It is. It is. But I could, the, I mean, the, how's the, that phone the, call the, go? The player works, he works for the player, not for Vegas. So I think. Walsh continued in his quote saying, in reality, I think Carolina was extremely savvy here. He knew, um, they knew that they were one of the only teams that could take on the $7 million cap hit. If Carolina knows they're the only game in town, and they were one of the only games in town, according to Walsh, to get Pacioretty, if they're the only game in town from cap mismanagement, now has no choice but to trade $7 million and still leaves them a couple million over the cap, why would any team give up a first-round pick or a top prospect? So Carolina probably just sat there and said, we'll take the contract for you, but you're going to give him to us for free. I'm embarrassed. I mean, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by the whole reason that you have to just give Max Pacioretty away. I mean, that says more about Vegas than it does Carolina. It really, really does. But so, this is, there's, that there's that a history. That, that they're that desperate to do it because they have no other damn choice. Yeah, I'm really. They and, put themselves in this predicament over and over. They're not learning anything from it. So no, I don't feel really, sorry for and, them. And I'm really sick of it because look at the players that you've lost. And it's not just Pacioretty and Flurry. I mean, Dylan Coglin, you had to you had to send Nate Schmidt away. I mean, and so on and so forth. Like Coglin doesn't seem like a lot. That dude played a bunch last year and well at times. And now you're just like, here, you can go too. You know? So, um, super duper sick of that. That's for sure. Um, I don't believe that there is anything else Vegas wise besides the giveaway that we are going to get to, uh, here shortly. Let's get to it. Um, you want to do that? Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Let me pull up my camera because I want to do a little bit of recording while we do this you can explain what we're doing yes but i'm gonna hit the record button first so what i'm gonna do is i'm recording on my phone we've put the names on pieces of paper everybody who donated uh, an item to uh, our teacher friends list um, i'm gonna start recording and i'm going to show all the names we're gonna crumple up the paper and we're going to put it in a hat and we're going to mix it around. We're going to pick a name and I'm going to show the jersey as well. And that's going to be the prize. I'll reach out to you um, via DM or otherwise and we'll get it to you. So here we go. All right, guys. Sorry. Let me make sure the volume's up. All right, guys, here we go. These are the people that donated to our teacher friends list. 
Whoa, crumple you up. Crumple that one up. And that was Cam Scott. Thank you. Uh, I don't know this gentleman's name, but he's at Hop Hoops on Twitter. Kyle S. Vegas Varsity. Jacob A. Thank you. Joy. Thank you. There's Joe. And Adam. Appreciate you, buddy. There we go. Okay, okay so I'm going to hand this. so stupid to do it this way. I'm sorry. Why? I like this way. I, I, I want I like to do it. a random number generator and nah, I think we'll just I think we'll just do it this way. It's not getting me though. It's really hard to mix it like this. Don't do it. It's not mixing at all. Here we go. Mix it up a little bit. Here's our winner. You ripped it. Yep. But I could still read it. Congrats, Kim. Kim Z is the winner of this guy. Congrats. I'll be reaching out. All right. That went well. Congratulations to Kim on the, on the Jersey. Um, it, it, it was, it was just such a great cause. You know what I mean? Uh, over the past couple weeks, we hadn't done an episode. And during that time we were doing this and, the first week we got a few and I really wanted to get to 10 um, just because there are so many teachers in need, which makes so many kids in need. And it wasn't about this. It was about them. But this was something that, you know, definitely helps the cause. So we appreciate you guys very, very much. Yes, thank you. Um, let's do our quick word from inside the rink. Yeah, from our friends and sponsors of Inside the Rank, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, and NFL betting lines for their 28th year of life betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Yeah, guys, the promo code is RINK, R-I-N-K, for a 125% sign-up bonus. Play with a proven mainstay in the industry. That's BetUS. You bet, you win, and you get paid when you use BetUS.com. Also, um, a shout out to Vegas Varsity. Yes. I believe he has a sale going on. So, VegasVarsity.com and at VegasVarsity on Twitter. And use our code VFP10 at checkout for an extra 10% off merchandise that's unique. Um, to Vegas in many different aspects. Yeah, he still has some sales, and you can use um, our code on top of the sale. That's right. 
we also <clears throat> we also could have something else brewing, but you know we'll talk about that another time too. Some some fun stuff uh, on the horizon. I, I did want to mention one UNLV note, and I am really 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 happy for knowing this now. Alex Wright, who does some writing um, for a Mountain West site and some UNLV stuff, I believe, he told me that the correct pronunciation for ex assistant coach for the running rebels is Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle. It's Brandon Chappelle. He was poached by our friend, Chris Beard from Texas to go be their assistant coach just about the first day of August. Um, this was late July, I believe. Now that's not normal. I have to tell you to leave a university a couple weeks before they're going to go on a foreign trip to Canada. Mm -hmm. um, that's not, that's very unusual. Uh, but there was an opening and he went right back to his old roots for 18 days. Uh, UNLV. How nice of him. How nice of him to take. Now, it's, this isn't about Brandon Chappelle because, uh, I mean, Kevin's going to replace him and it'll be fine. I don't know much about the dude. However, why are you, Chris Beard, <laughs> why are you doing anything that has to do with UNLV at all. Why are you looking at UNLV for an assistant coach? Didn't you do enough to UNLV? Like I'm just like I I'm just, just wondering. Need to get over it. I, it this it's, is a it, this it's is irritating. Much. It's irritating. Okay, I don't even want to talk about the it. The guy's anymore. extremely irritating. You know what I mean? He comes here, you he leaves, he carpet jealous. bags, he goes from one location to another. What do you care? Because he just took an assistant. They were completely unnecessary. He didn't take an assistant. If he the did. assistant didn't want to leave, he wouldn't have left. However, money in Texas is a little bit bigger. Okay, like then. So then you go where you the money's I mean? at. Fine. So thank you, Chris Beard, for taking Brandon Chappelle. You're ridiculous. Off of our hands. We'll just find another assistant coach. Maybe in a couple years, you'll come back and take that coach off our hands. I hope your I hope your team has a bad year. Okay, go run the Rebels. Anyway, that's my point. Bitter. That's fine. I just don't like I just don't care for the man either. He's on the same he's on the same level as Alan Walsh. The guy just sucks. They both do. And I don't care. So I think that's pretty much our show. On on that note, I think we'll we'll just kind of you know, kind of kill that. So at the Golden Wife over there on Twitter and at Vegas Fever Pod myself. Be sure and subscribe on any listening platform that has podcasts or pretty much on all of them. And tell us what you think. Uh, comments, concerns, anything by DM or anything on Twitter would be fantastic. Let us know. Um, Congratulations to the winner. Congrats, and Kim. thank you, everyone, for donating. That's right. And, and go check out our friends at Inside the Rink for all your hockey news. Yep. And that's our show. We will talk to you guys again, hopefully with some uh, Golden Knights, UNLV, and other news. Everybody take care.